listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening. This is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. Um, I cannot accept callers tonight because of the fact that I am pre-recording with Stacey Harris, and so I won't be able to accept any calls tonight. But if you are listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at shereencwr at gmail.com. Let me spell that for you, S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would like to remind everyone that our show is on Thursday nights, every Thursday night now, at 8 p.m. Central Time. And so you can listen to it each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time. And I also have a Facebook called uh, Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, and I also put my shows on there as well. So if you'd like to go to that Facebook site, that you're more than welcome as well. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you, are, if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link um, to those programs, you can go to our CWR Talk Network homepage on the website, and you can click on the logo for that service. If at any time that you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline at 1-800-799-STATE or 1-800-799-7233. And I would like to make a shout-out tonight to Kit Gruel. She is one of the um, founders, really, of um, domestic violence uh, safety and helping um, women. <laughs> I want to say founder. She's been doing it a long time, 30 years plus. And um, she's uh, the one person that we all look up to. So I just wanted to do a shout-out to her and thank her for all that she does for us. And tonight we are going to have Stacey Harris. I had her on a few, uh, probably about six months ago or so, and she is absolutely amazing. Our topic tonight, like I said before, is don't worry, be happy, because Stacey loves to talk about happiness. So since this is February, and it's our kind of our unhappy month, um, I thought we could use something from her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She um, is in communications and sales technology scholar, Weber State University, Woman of the Year, um, a body language expert, charity founder for single moms, corporate community servant, and devoted single mother of three amazing children. Sought out speaker, trainer, and mentor, Stacey Harris creates an intimate relationship with her audience, and she is a master presenter by spreading positivity from the front row to her bottom line. She educates groups, equipping them with life-changing tools to create a positive, productive work environment. Audiences say Stacey leads on seeing obstacles as opportunities, inspiring and empowering them with skills to succeed in business and personal lives. Let's welcome a woman who inspires you to get get uh, to get comfortable with uncomfortable and have fun doing it. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thanks for asking me back. Oh well, you're. You know how I feel about you. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> so, uh, likewise, I would it's, also, it's definitely. 
Yeah. It has okay, been so, a, a pleasure. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, we do have a lag. So go ahead, Sweet. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for asking me back. It has been such a pleasure to, to be part of your world and on that journey of, of educating women uh, in, in the healing process. And, you know, the more and more that I go throughout my journey, it's, it, it reminds me of the power of, of one. One makes a difference. And it also is powerful when you have that collective that collective healing power because when you really don't have it inside or you need to reach out, then you are building. So kudos to you, Shireen, for building a community to where people can to to jump on board and feel empowered as one, but also uh, have the the collective empowerment of women. So I love that. Good for you. Yeah, I love that too, and uh, I think it's so important. And um, one thing Kit said to me tonight was, "We need to stick together, and we do need to stick together. We need to help each other, and we need to build each other up, and we need to strengthen each other." And I agree with that one hundred percent. And so um, that's why I'm having you on. Now, I really like that it says that your <laughs> it says your bio says um, that you help <laughs> empower. So why don't you share with my audience first how you help to empower, and let's just say women instead of just people in general. Um, Let me tell you a little bit of background so that you can kind of get a, you can have a better picture of where I came from. Um, I I giggle at, at the Facebook post that somebody made a comment. Are you always happy? Okay, no. <laughs> I am a human me. being. I, yeah, I have this fleshy stuff, and it works just like yours. I have, you know, different <laughs> days. <laughs> but what I have learned through the years is that I do have the power inside to make these changes, and I do have the power, and I, I never knew the importance of feeling. That sounds really odd. But I I ate my feelings away. I cried my feelings. I turned to depression. I turned to, you know, addictive tendencies. And so I didn't, even though they were there, I didn't want to feel them. But um, I I came from a background of, you know, everybody else on the planet was smarter than I was. I had uh, learning different uh, difficulties. I showed up at college literally as a single mom and I had a two, three and four year old and my entrance exams were at the fourth grade level. So I totally wow. believe that everybody else, everybody else on the planet was smarter than I was. And, you know, I did have, um, you know, a manipulative, abusive husband, uh, different than domestic violence. It was on the emotion, emotional spectrum. And um, I ended so up that's a, being that's and that's yeah, it, it it is that as well. What ended up happening to me is that I had a brand new baby, a one and a two year old, and my former husband ended up coming to the hospital and confirming the divorce. Uh, you know, oh, needless no. to say, he 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 didn't bring me flowers. I I got divorce papers pretty much, and um, so I had these little kiddos and and someone it, the power of one. Um, they said you need to go to college. 
and I just said, there's no way that I can. I, you know, I was on welfare. I had these, you know, I, I knew I had learning disabilities. And by the time that they had, you know, had said, you need to go to college, my kids were the two, three, and four. And they said, but, and at that time, my husband was, a uh, former husband was in prison. So I only, I didn't have child support. And so mm-hmm. the power of one actually put me in a place to where I believe them more than I believe myself. And so right. I start, yeah, I started churning and had some great therapists, great coaches, got into personal development, and um, I was empowered by recognizing. I remember sitting in my 1993 Ford Taurus in the parking lot, and it's almost like the heavens opened up and said, do you know you're not your emotions? And I went, like, what? You are not your emotions. You are greater. And it was just, I'm like, I, I called my, uh, I left a voicemail on my, on my, she was my English tutor, but she tutored me more in life than she did in English. And I said, you have no idea what I just realized. I realized I am not my emotions. I don't have to be my horrible, no good, very bad day that turns into months. I don't have to stay there. And she, and she called back and she goes, you're right. And I remember that day. I remember that I can see myself in the parking lot looking at the, I'm in the Utah Valley. I could see the mountains. The sun was shining. And that opened up a whole new world to where I did not have to live in that, that space of a victim I did not have to live in the space and my mind I literally remember transforming of like the biggest aha I am not my emotions and so that was the beginning of my journey of really starting to understand that emotions are almost like the for me this is a good example like when you turn on the faucet the, the water just continues to go through and the, the the emotions they change and they morph and they so they come through us just like the water goes through the faucet, and yeah. so they they don't have to stay, they don't have to stay, and so I wanted I was so excited about knowing that I didn't have to stay in bed or I didn't have to do this and that I could change. I'm not saying that they changed easily. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's not easy, free, or without effort. To change those up, but uh, what I'm saying is that um, it is empowering to know that you can change and that there's hope for you, and that's what's exciting for me, and that's why I love empowering women. Yeah, that's what um, I love about your program as well, um, because you give women hope and strength and and your story is absolutely amazing. You came from virtually nothing and you went up and you took everything you had to go up. And that's, you know what, it was that the college community. I had a neighborhood community. I was connected with some really good, powerful people that um, I was able to reach out to. And to learn from, I mean, I, there was no way I could do it on my own. I, uh, I I did read and I did practice, 
But when I, I personally mentored and I learned, which was different than just going to therapy, um, when I was going to, to counseling, family counseling, we were all in that because as a family. That gave me the opportunity to actually de-junk and throw it out on the table and then leave it in the office. And when I did mentoring and actually got a personal coach, um, that's when I learned about how my brain worked. And that's that's what I do in when I when I coach women one on one, is that I help them with understanding how their brain works, so that they can switch up uh, their thought process, when they can change that emotion, when they can change that action. Um, one of the things that I learned, and I I will tell everybody that I talk to to, to do this, um, you get two journals. And we talk about brain bullies. Um, actually, yes. Harvard uh, Harvard um, Business Review has a a study out that they they tracked our thoughts. And on average, uh, every human being, their brains, on average, sixty five thousand thoughts in a day. And a lot of those are repetitive, but most of those are negative thoughts. About forty eight thousand of them are negative, and so. Um, one of the very first assignments that I do is I teach people so that they can recognize their their thought structure. And I, I have nearly a thousand thoughts that I've written. And, it, and people say, why would you do that? Well, I, I had to pay attention to recognize my thought process. And that's how I learned. In my brain, I believed that I that there was not a word on the planet that could describe how stupid I was. And I I would write these down in my when it's consciously when you have a conscious you know um, something that comes consciously to you you can make a decision when it's in the subconscious it's just rolling around and you you believe it you don't really you know it's it's not something that you really can make a decision you got to bring it up consciously and so it became really I was like massive OCD with these notebooks I carried them around oh my gosh what's and I watched my thoughts change, and it helped me so much. Um, okay, and I didn't so know the power of it. Uh huh. And yep. what was one notebook? Two notebooks, and what was each one was for? What was each one for? The I had a black journal and a colored journal, and many people have you know have have done this and heard about it. It's not something that's new, or I didn't create it. I learned it from my mentor, and which. He learned it from his mentor, but you have a black and a colored journal. And in the, and I started with a 25 cent notebook at Walmart and um, <laughs> you would label. Yeah, totally. So nobody can complain. And if you don't have 25 cents, go get some computer paper, fold it over, staple it. You have a notebook. And yeah. so there's no excuses. Um, I, um, you write the date. And then you you actually number them so one two three four and that's how come I know I have nearly a thousand. And um, you track them like if you hear you say oh I'm stupid, so you write that in the neg in the black journal, in the colored journal so you differentiate it. You do put two positive opposites. So the I couldn't I would get a block like I don't know something good to say about myself. I was in such a defeated lifestyle and no confidence, no self-worth that I, I would think, okay, what can I do? 
And then I would say, well, I know the opposite. I know the opposite of dumb. Okay, well, I'm smart. And so the brain really will believe whatever you tell it. If I tell myself right. over and over again, I'm dumb, well, therefore i am become not smart. I'm dumb. So I would say I am smart and intelligent. I am smart and beautiful. I am smart and this. I am whatever. And mm-hmm. um, or I, I am not enough, or I don't I don't have enough time, or you know I am not lovable. Whatever the negative negative statement is, I would put that in the black journal, and then two positive opposites. And it was it was just revealing to me because I watched my after so many months my word choices would change. It would started with I. Then it became, you're not good enough, you're not pretty, you're not lovable. And then after a few more months, several words changed again. It started asking a question. What makes you think you're good enough? What makes you think you're lovable? You don't have enough money. So when I was in a bad place, I would like, okay, wait, that's a negative thought. That's not who I am. So I can catch myself and switch up those thoughts. And I will do it the other day. I'm like, I'm in my office by myself working. And my head started to to droop down. And it's almost like I had all the worries of the planet on on me. And I'm like, okay, I'm in my office by myself. Why am I feeling yucky? And I started paying attention to my thoughts. I'm like, well, that's silly. What if I really were as amazing as I think, you know, other people say that I am? What (laughs) if I could get this, you know? I just started asking a really good question. Well, what if this this project that I'm working on right now, what if it really does turn out? And I was able to switch up, and I really giggled because I'm like, I am the only one in my office. I am the only one in my house. I am totally safe. There is no reason for me to worry. There's not a worry that I have right here in this moment, in this time. It's not yesterday and it's not tomorrow. Uh, And it's just like, okay, girlfriend, stop it. Go turn on some music, (laughs) change it up, and stop it. Just stop it. (laughs) So if people say, well, you've got voices in your head, yep, we all do. Yep, you got to manage them. So that, I love that's how you one say that. Really good. It's well, we we are we're not taught, and I did not know the power of it until I my my teenagers. Um, I, I had taught my teenagers, and one of them, Shireen, it was huge for me because they came to me and had nearly two pages of negative thought processes, and they said, I don't want this. I don't want this. And the result of those two pages had said to them, you're not lovable, nobody wants you, you'll never get married, and you should go pretty much take your life. You should be off the planet. And so if those thoughts create those actions, my result of that child could have possibly have ended in completed suicide. And so, but they got it out of their head. He did it. 
he got it out on paper and said, hey, I don't want this in my head. I said, great, I'm glad you don't. And I didn't understand the power of what was really being taught in our home until I had that evidence that I really was teaching them something really empowering. Yeah. Because we really don't know what goes on in other people's heads. That's why we've got to ask the question, hey, what's going on? What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? And, you know, well, and then they'll say, oh, no. Well, what if you did know what would you do? What if you did know how would you feel? Oh, let's just pretend. And then it, they'll start opening up to what you're saying. Yeah. So when you can start asking, you know, asking some better questions and finding the evidence of why you're amazing instead of why you're not amazing, it it right. really does help you change change your perspective. So it's kind of a now it's kind of a fun game for me when I start my energy starts going down or um, I'm kind of, you know, melancholy, I'll just say, okay, well, you can be this way for until 10.15 tonight. Then you got to step up. <laughs> you can have your meltdown at 10.15 tonight, but we're not having it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So yeah, you, well, you definitely time you, your pity party. <laughs> yeah, you got to work that in because I still got to feel bad. I mean, we just, I, I, we just lost a, a beautiful member of our of our fam- of our friendship and family. Oh my gosh, it was her. It was her time. She, you know, she was ninety, and mm-hmm. um, but the grieving process. I'm I'm sitting there making dinner tonight, and I'm giggling inside because what I I made, um, just tacos. And Grandma Bonnie used to put black beans in the taco meat. Well, that's not the way my mama made it, but Grandma Bonnie made it. That, so I put black beans in it in honor of Grandma Bonnie today. And I just relished in knowing, even though I'm sad that she's gone, so I'm grieving, but I'm finding things to cope during the grievance. And because I still have to feel. That's one of the things that I have loved so much about healing process is actually learning to feel. I'm not numb like yeah. I was. I'm okay with having, you know, a pity party. I'm okay with having, you know, I do have anger management. I go and manage my emotions and I scream in the car. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> you, you you're still got to have them. They're part of us. That's who we, <laughs> that's what we, we have in our body. But uh, Have you read the book, yeah, I was Remembering talking... Wholeness? Oh, I'm go sorry? ahead. I was, was going to say, have you? To a... Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead I will wait. You go ahead. Okay. You you were talking to a friend. Yeah, I was talking to a friend in Australia, and she was telling me that um, a woman of domestic violence um, went out and just kind of had a, a, a screaming party. Um, she said out in the bush, we would have it out in the forest or, or whatever. <laughs> But she said, yeah. I've never seen anyone with so much sparkle in her eye after she was done. And and I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to start teaching that as well. It's there. There's something that 
really does release inside of you. I don't know. You don't. It's not tangible. I I can tell you what I do. I've got multiple, you know, dozens and dozens of brain training tools that help help with those emotions. One of the things that I've been doing lately, oh my gosh, I've loved it. I've asked my brain a question like, "What's my roadmap to whatever? What's my roadmap to making?" you know, better relationships, if you want more money, if you want, you know, the, what it, joy. And um, uh, the mentor that I've worked with that had taught me this, they had said, okay, you know, try doing it with your non-dominant hand and see what it comes with, what it comes looks like or what it looks like. And all, the first, it was amazing to me, no kidding, the first uh, picture that I drew was completely um, it had an edge about an eighth of an inch of white border all the way around it, and it literally was back and forth pencil marks, just scribble marks, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then it would go one direction and the next, one direction, and so it was literally therapy that I don't, I don't know what it was doing. I still don't. I've driven. I've probably done a dozen pictures since then, and they're getting better. But I'm literally doing something subconsciously that is releasing on the paper. I wad it up, I throw it away. And I did one that um, to help a roadmap of joy. And the first one I did, I'm like, I don't like this. This is not joy. And I realized I was there was a block inside of my subconscious and my belief system that was saying you can't have joy. So I kept on drawing pictures until I got one that I was teaching myself, I can have joy. I can feel joy. Mm. I can have joy. And it was all on a subconscious level. It's, it's, not, I, I, it's new to me. I haven't ever studied it or understand the process of the art therapy. But I'll tell you, it, it has brought a lot more joy with uh, getting out your old colors and just going at yeah, it. Yeah, I had There's a, no rules. a friend teach art therapy at my um, conference. It's so important. Oh, huge. I'm a firm believer. Um, I was was at a a training when I was on the airplane um, flying back east, and I took my colors and a clipboard and some paper, and I just sat there for, oh, probably a good 30, 40 minutes scribbling, and it was so, it was so relaxing. Actually, we just don't know. We don't understand how much stress that we take on and hold of negative baggage. But I can guarantee that uh, when you make those shifts and changes, and there's lots of meditations, there's lots of brain training tools, personal coaching, uh, good books. Right now, I'm reading a fantastic book. It's called Remembering Wholeness by Carol Tuttle. Love it. And um, it there's a lot of healing power. She gives a lot of great things to do. I've already done some of her. She, talks, she does talk about childhood traumas and uh, how to, to work with those. And wow. actually, I've done a few of them already. Yeah, it's good. It's really a good book. I love her philosophy because she talks about um, 
we're really we're really creatures that are we have God given power to create lives that we want. And she talks about she says we are wired, we're hardwired for joy. We're hardwired for happiness, for good health, wealth, and loving relationships. We're hardwired for the goodness. Oh, when true. we don't when we don't have the goodness, that's when we're off track. True. And I went, Really? I thought I Really? <laughs> I I thought I I guess I was a little backwards because I thought I was hard work for all the negative because it just kept on showing up. And we so need to be there. good to ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I was with okay, an executive. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, don't you have a book out, or are you still working on that, or? I I have a, a chapter in a book for single parents, and um, it was a recovery book through death. No, excuse me. It, this one was just for divorce. I, I have another book that um, is in the future. I've got um, – I'm, I'm coaching mostly families right now in the financial services world, so I put the book on the back burner on the back burner. So I have not done that, but I do have a really good one for single parents, um, how to live Christ-centered lives in a a family world. Okay. So I do have a couple of things brewing. Good, because you're awesome. Okay, so say what you were to say. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no. I was just, um, I was telling you what I had learned in, in, in Carol's book in regards to the uh, the hardwiring, you know, I, I had, my belief system was that I had been, this was my lot in my life and that I, I could not be happy. And so it was fun to read it in print that, uh, you know, we're hardwired for joy. And if we don't have the, if we don't have the joy that really we are off track, we're, we're supposed to have the joy first. We got to practice having more joy, and uh, that that has been my focus for the last year, is actually uh, meditating and and focusing on uh, that space of joy, and uh, being at, at greater peace in the chaos. And it's it's been good. It's been really good. <laughs> I like how you say that. Greater peace during the chaos. Our lives are so yeah. chaotic, aren't they? Just kind of cracks me up. I just yeah. from chaos to chaos, but it's okay. You're used to it, yeah. I know if you really truly want to give yourself a test, test yourself how peaceful that you can be with doing nothing in the middle of chaos. Just test yourself. See how you respond. And can you be at peace if you really want control? Can you be at peace and and know that you're you're orchestrating the peace in the middle of the chaos? I can I I can do it for a little bit, but then I go all crazy. Like oh my gosh, I'm all out of control. I'm like, okay, no breathe. You're supposed to breathe. That's important. Yeah, but 
it's good. It's really good. That's great. Okay, um, solutions. What are you working on these days? Is your company doing anything oh. big? Do you have any programs coming up? Oh, well, I I get to have that fun experience with you coming to St. George. Oh, That's yeah. going to be oh, fun. Oh, yeah. You're going to be teaching at my um, conference this summer, huh? aren't you? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, that's on the back burner uh, right now. I've uh, I've got uh, just individual families that I'm working with, and I've got some, uh, you know, personal coaching, uh, individual coaching that uh, I'm working with, teaching people about the brain training tools. Um, that's really good. That's going well and uh, generating and teaching people how to build wealth and prepare for retirement, which causes a lot of emotions. Uh, There's a lot of people that are really, yes, yes. Um, I'm finding more and more that um, uh, it is causing turmoil, and so we got to teach them. We got to teach them how to plan, how to prepare, and then manage those emotions to know that uh, uh, there is hope for no matter what level that they're at, because we we do have to uh, be prepared. So it's financially, very lots good. of good stuff. Yep, yep. That's what I'm up to. Okay, and then you know my favorite topic that you have is 100 days of happy. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love that. Okay, tell us about 100 days of happy. Uh, 100 days of happy. Um, it started because uh, I was trying to to create um, an avenue that I could help more people. And uh, so I was working with uh, my business coach, and she said, so what, you know, your theme is kind of, your, your theme is happiness. Let, let's brainstorm. Let's see. So we came up with the idea of doing 100 Days of Happy. And I, I literally, for... Uh, it was three, almost four rounds. I think it was four rounds that uh, I would rotate and either do a mentoring tool, brain training tool, something that uh, would steer happiness in in people's lives. And so, again, this is that's what was funny because somebody said, are you always happy? No, I'm telling you, I'm not. If you listen to what I'm telling you, this is what I'm telling you I do when I'm not happy. No, <laughs> I'm teaching you what to do, um, but it's, it's it was a lot of fun, lots and lots of fun, lots of good feedback, helping people so that they can uh, learn how to empower themselves and uh, change their focus and look at something differently. So it's good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, 100 Days of Happy, especially when you start sharing it on your your Facebook and stuff. It's so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so tell us why it's so important to be happy. What's your take on that? Well, first of all, there's an energetic vibration uh, to where it it creates better thought process. It creates um, better emotions. It creates better results in your life. And you have, I'm, I'm not understanding, I mean, because I, I was that person, I really believed that I had to be miserable and I didn't know that there was happiness. 
Mm-hmm. And so you get to do you get to do more in life. We are here to have experiences. Mm-hmm. And why not choose choose great ones? Nobody's telling us we can't have great experiences. Right. We we it's so I my take on it is knowing that I want to empower people to know that they have choice and they don't have to be stuck. Because the emotions of feeling good, even though it may feel uncomfortable to us because we're not used to it, but if we practice having a higher vibration with um, to have more good experiences, we will begin to to generate um, more positive experiences in our life, and in return do what we love to do most. We are a creature of helping other people. We have a natural being of wanting to help our brothers and sisters on the planet. And so when you have a higher vibration, you have more energy, you have more creative thoughts, and therefore you want to be able to go help other people. Right. I have to agree with you 10,000%. But the first thing I teach women that are survivors of domestic violence is that serving is going to help you find peace and serving others in the same situation is going to help you a lot as well. Yeah. And, and we have to, we have to, I mean, I remember breaking through the barriers is that, um, you know, if we can continue to pursue a pursuit of changing our lives, um, because we've always felt lousy and really awful, it's going to actually be really uncomfortable when we start feeling good. I know that's crazy, but I had been in such a bad space for so long that I was I was more comfortable feeling in the yucky than I was in the yummy pace of life. And so I had to practice Meaning we kind of get myself, used to it, is that what you're saying? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. It just becomes, anytime there's a normal, it becomes comfortable. And so it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a bad situation or not, which which we know that. That's why we try and help so many people get out of uh, bad, you know, relationships. Right. But it's it's harder to make that change, even if it's up-leveling. And so that's where we that's where we need the community because right. it, it takes a community for us to uh, to trust. Actually, there was a, a mentor that I visited with just this last week. Um, you know, somebody believed in me and said, "Hey, we 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 see this in you." And there you go. It just kind of up leveled me. I like, wow, they really do. They, and then you build that trust. You start feeling better, and then you produce more. Yeah. You just have a better way of life. And I'm not talking it, – it does equate to finances, but I'm not saying that that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying your life is just a, – a, you're just in a better place emotionally. Are you running 100 Days of Happy right now, or – no, I don't. I have that on Facebook right now. Um, it is accessible um, on uh, uh, the StacyHarris.com, right. and it's on that website. And it's S-T-A-C-I-E Harris.com, and then you just put in your email, and 
it, it comes, it's distributed by email. Okay, great. And so that's, and but people it, just uh, sign up on that site then? Yep, yep. If they want to get in touch with me directly, the best email, soul, S-O-U-L, sister, solutions, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, at Gmail. So soul, sister, solutions, at Gmail. And I might have asked you this already, but are are you doing anything... Um, in Soul Sister Solutions, any activities, any conferences or web um, workshops, anything right now? Or you're kind of busy right now? Um, yeah, I I am booked right now uh, with the coaching piece. And so I, on occasion, I am doing events if, it, if it's the right fit. And um, so if there's people that do are looking for a speaker, please, please feel reach out, to reach out because I'm not, I do the very best that I can to serve in that community uh, as a speaker and, and sharing that message. And how can people get in contact with you? Do you have a number that they can call or is it? Yep, yep, yep. It's uh, office number 801 866 3567. Excellent. Okay, uh, Stacy, you are absolutely wonderful. Is there anything in closing you'd like to share with my audience? Oh, uh, just thank you, and please know that there's hope. Please reach out. Remember that you have that power to reach out to somebody else because you are the one. You can make the difference. And know that there's a community of hope uh, when it needs to be for you. So it's that beautiful give and receive cycle because you have greatness. You do have greatness inside of you. And allow it to sparkle. You are so sweet. I just love talking to you. You are like <laughs> the happiest person I know. That's why I always like call you. Stacy, <laughs> I need an up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what we're yeah, that's why we're here. That's why we're yeah. here. So yes. It's why we're here. So Well, thank you so much, sweetie. And I love you and I can't wait for you to come um in June. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's going to be a great day. June 7th. Yeah. All right. 7th and 8th. All okay. Right, thank you, sweetie. We'll Have a contact. good night. Um, bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. For sure. Bye-bye. In closing, I just want to thank Stacy for um, her call tonight and talking to us about being happy. And she has so many different methods that I would recommend that you look up on her Facebook, her website, um, that's one thing that um, makes our life better is being happy. And there's no reason to be, I, I love her term, brain bullies. There's, I, I just absolutely love that. There's no reason to have constant brain bullies going on. And I'm going to tell you, I get them all the time as well. And so I have to constantly fight them as well. And so she has a lot of different techniques on Facebook that might help you with that. And so that's why I brought her on because that and her 100 Days of Happy just, I just love her 100 Days of Happy. But anyway, so if there's anything um, next week, uh, 
actually next week. I don't know who's going to be on my on my face on my um um radio show. So t- next week will be a surprise. I will send it out on my Facebook. One of those will be um, making a difference about domestic violence or mad about DV. So. Between now and then, I want to thank you for listening tonight and my love to all and stay on your journey of healing. Good night.